All right, take two. <laughs> Welcome to the Van Man Podcast. My name is Sam and I'm the Van Man. I've got Braden Sampson here with me today. Um, and today is episode uh, 21, which is a special episode. Uh, the reason why it's special is because when I was back on episode 8 or 7 or something like that, my friend Spencer sent me uh, a little TikTok reel and it was basically saying that uh, 99% of podcasts don't make it past episode 20. And so by putting out episode 21, I am now in the top 1% of podcasts, at least based off of that one metric that I care very dearly about. And as such, I thought it would just be a little bit more fun uh, to do something maybe slightly different. And so I told Brayden to just write up whatever questions he wants (laughs) and not to tell me what any of them are. And then he would interview me on the podcast because I don't normally get to talk as much as I would like to sometimes when I interview people. And I want to talk. <laughs> you deserve to be heard too. <laughs> I you know. are the I man. man. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that would just be kind of a, a fun way to, to do episode 21. So Brayden, today you're the van man. I'm the van man today? <laughs> yeah. You get to be the van man. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the van man podcast, everybody. I am the van man, Brayden Sampson. And today I have the pleasure to interview Sam Ogles, National van traveler, skydiver, minimalist, tender-hearted man, fearless self-improvement specialist, and my friend. <laughs> oh, you got that written out and everything. I did have it written Such out, but it doesn't make it any less genuine. <laughs> um, okay. So I don't – just as a brief recap for anybody who didn't listen to our episode, Sam and I have been friends for several years now. We've lived together. We've stayed friends since living together. We actually lived together up until van – man was born i was witnessing sam creating the van in which he currently resides so that was really special and i thought that we could kick it off today by talking about the subject of the title which is van life i want to know why or or maybe rather what got you interested in van life and after you address that a little bit, I'd love to know how it met, exceeded, or failed your expectations. I assume Ooh. that all three of those you can cover, and I'd love to know more about that. Okay, so uh, the original like aha idea for the van um, was that time where we went to Moab with Caleb and Greta, and they oh, had a right van. right on, yeah. And that's a big reason why my van is like very much copied it's off of theirs. It's very structured, it's, similar it's, to It's theirs. like the ugly Which... stepchild of theirs. <laughs> it really is. Um but the, the stupid idea I had was it was just after it was we went in like February. So we were just getting out of winter and I'd got my skydiving license um, the, the fall before. So just a few months before. And my skydiving license went inactive during the winter because I wasn't jumping. Like I have to jump once every two months in order to keep it active. And to reactivate it, it's like 70 bucks. You jump on the instructor. It's super easy. But I thought it was kind of dumb. And I was like, well, my goal is just to keep it active mm-hmm. which means i need the jump during the winter and the van was like oh i could just live in a van and then i could go down to arizona and jump during the winter that's that was it <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know if you remember this when we first met each other but i bought a motorcycle for a few months and my reasoning was my car is about to die i don't want to spend the money to get a new one i'll just ride a motorcycle even though the winter season's about to hit. But I did not commit to it like you did, and I didn't stick with it. I sold it after riding it like a handful of times. Oh, and um, to be fair, I've thought about selling the van like basically every month I, uh-huh. I consider it. It's just not 
like there's no guarantee that I get the money out of it that uh-huh. I'd need to go into the next thing or to build another van or something. So uh-huh. I just stick with it and it works. So what, I mean, what, what about it makes you want to get rid of it and what about it makes you keep it? <laughs> so, yeah, so I keep it because I do have like goals that are just going to be easier uh-huh. to do in a van, like the high point thing that I've been doing. And I, I want to circle back to that. Yeah. Minute, everybody. <laughs> <We will. laughs> so, uh yeah so that's one of the big reasons i keep it it's also just kind of convenient it's it is cheaper like when i'm not driving around for like 50 hours a month um and just inflating my budget with gas prices right it's a lot cheaper um but that's like one of the reasons i keep it it's it's just kind of simpler too than it is to sell the reasons why i would sell it um one i think it is harder to date at the end of the day, like I'll meet a girl and she might be some cool granola climber who thinks that I live in a van is really cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's fun for that girl to go back to her parents and say, yeah, I'm dating the guy. He lives in he his lives van. He lives in a van. Yeah, I don't Do you, do you think, think that's... that's more of like a suspicion or like thinking, like letting your like thoughts drift to the worst? Or is that something that seems, if not verbally, then maybe insinuated by some of the people you've dated? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think anybody's like actually said anything like not. that to That'd me. Really, yeah, no, and I think really awful thing. I to think say. it is. <laughs> yeah, but it is like if you're dating someone in their in a van, like, okay, where do I fit in that? You mm-hmm. know, like, is that van? Do you expect yeah. me to live in that van with you? <laughs> like, how long do you want right. to do that? And I don't really have a good answer for that. Like, I could be in the van for a year or three more years, and well, I don't and really it's, know. it's probably hard and not a natural or easy thing to to discuss like oh i'm i'm financially okay like i'm doing this because i want <laughs> right. to not because i need to kind right. of thing <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's also like when you're on date number 3 mm-hmm. your conversation isn't yeah if this goes somewhere I'd totally move out of the van and we could live together or we could get married or yeah, something. Yeah, because you know? that's kind of a heavy thing to drop. Unlike date even, three. <laughs> even if like it's it's not actually a weird thing to say, but because it is nice to have that out there. But yeah, how do you right. naturally and how do you bring that not up? heftily drop that on somebody? Right. And the, the other thought that I've had is I would sell this and then just do another build and mm. have it simpler. Like I don't, I don't love the fact that I have a car payment. This is the only debt that I have is a car payment. Yeah, um, which I'm very fortunate for. But it'd be kind of nice to sell it and then buy a cheaper van out of the money that I get out of this one. And yeah. then if I built a new one, I would have a slightly bigger bed and maybe mm-hmm. I'd have a microwave and I wouldn't have a sink and like I would just change things that aren't really like perfect in this yeah. van, like. These windows, I I spent like a thousand dollars on four windows that I put all over the place, and I never uncover them. Like I never look out the windows. <laughs> yeah, now that you now that you mentioned, I don't think I've ever really seen them open. Yeah, because <laughs> I never want anybody looking in. Like there's never right. a situation you, where I'm like, and yeah, if you wanted like the view, you could just open the door or step outside even. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I just opened up the door. Yeah. yeah. So, d- does that kind of answer your question? That yeah, that answers kind of my first question, and you you kind of i guess both of us jumped around on some of the other questions but um i guess to get back to the specific second round of questioning what's been the most disappointing thing about living in the van the most would it be you know social things like dating and relationships because you mentioned dating being a difficulty maybe and maybe i did this to myself the thing that comes to mind is the most disappointing thing is probably the fact that 
the reality is most of the time I sleep at a Cracker Barrel, I wake up, I run <laughs> and shower at a Planet Fitness, uh-huh. and then I'm at a Starbucks for eight hours a day to work. Yeah. And then, and that's pretty, like, that's pretty self-inflicted. Like, I have van friends that do tons of hiking and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. my habit of choice that we'll talk about, I guess, is the high points. Mm-hmm. And in my travels, the high points have very much been like, I'm going to knock out three or four in a weekend, which means the whole weekend I'm driving. Driving, yeah. And then I'm just back to the Starbucks and a Cracker Barrel and Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like- Why Cracker Barrel? Cracker Barrel has RV stalls in the back. Like oh. They always have Are they RV free? parking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Cracker Barrel, like most Cracker Barrels even have like signed- extended stalls for rvs and buses so that's what's keeping them from going extinct yeah exactly yeah there's a lot of them too i know it's great because i'm like i'm like who goes to cracker barrel me well but like who thinks about like the last time i went to cracker barrel was because my grandma i think likes it so we went there for like her birthday or something (laughs) it's it's good yeah it's it's home style cooking what's funny is that i've probably been to maybe like 30 different cracker barrels in the Mm -hmm. u.s now maybe like 40 but i've never actually gone inside and had food i've only slept there that's it (laughs) so you have no no claim to say that it's good (laughs) well i've had it once (laughs) a couple times with family yeah it's it's pretty good but i really haven't had it like probably 10 years (laughs) so i should probably shut my mouth (laughs) but great rv parking (laughs) yeah it's great rv parking man oh yeah we're not sponsored by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> just so, just so it's out there. Thanks. But Thanks we for the could be. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sam, Sam might be open. Um, um, yeah. So that's probably one of the things that's just been like, eh, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Maybe I, I could change my lifestyle to do it, but it, it works. It's kind of like what I want to do anyway. To, to flip it to a more positive, like what's something that either exceeded your expectations or that you ended up loving that you didn't even anticipate being an aspect of the life? Um, being alone. Like really, yeah, because that's something that I was concerned about on your behalf was the loneliness, (laughs) knowing that. And I I I know that you've mentioned that that can be a negative. So tell me about the positive. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is like it. It just sucks. Yeah, (laughs) like I've had some really depressing moments. Yeah, and you've you've told me about that. So it's really cool and interesting to hear that that's also a huge positive. Right. So I do have like habits that I've been able to actually do because Mm -hmm. i'm alone and bored it's like if you want to go to the gym every day and you only give yourself an hour and then you spend a half an hour thinking about and motivating yourself to actually get up and go to the gym well then you only get a half hour workout Mm -hmm. and for me like there was i mean there's i could apply that same concept to like writing in my journal or reading or meditating or exercising like any of them but i remember when i was in arizona i really would like i didn't really have anybody to hang out with and Uh so after work i would sit in the parking lot of Planet Fitness for like two hours on my phone, eat some food, kind of just building up the courage to eventually go in and work out. Uh-huh. And then I would go work out because I had three hours to actually do it. Like I was just, I was so bored and I was alone. I didn't have anything better to do that eventually I did something like positive and productive. Uh-huh. And that kind of just phased into everything else. So now I write in my journal all the time and, <laughs> and I exercise a lot more because I'm just... Do you think that do you think that you can keep most of those habits, at least the ones that you want to keep once you finish this lifestyle? Or do you think that it's more I guess what I'm asking is is the habit itself a product of currently 
living within this lifestyle or is right. it the product of you lived in this lifestyle and you can maintain whichever ones you want to maintain? Right. I think I will maintain them because Good. I enjoy them. Right. right like on. now I enjoy being alone yeah. and I want to be alone sometimes and I don't want people around. Um, and the sucky thing about that is I, you know, I do know a lot of people and sometimes it's hard to like balance hanging out with friends and actually getting the alone time I need. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it, it almost is like I'm a lot more introvert than I used to be because I like need that time to recharge sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll definitely continue them just cause like I need it. Good. Huh. That's cool. That makes me happy because it's yeah. Real worried about me, huh? Every night, every yeah, night I work. Every night you think about me. <laughs> um, well, I was actually going to – it makes a lot more sense now that I'm thinking about it in the moment to segue into this portion of what I wanted to talk about now rather than later. But I was curious um, – I've always admired that you're the type of person who wants to try things but not just like dabbling or dipping your toes in. Like you really dive into things. And sometimes yeah. you've explained it as like you get like addicted and hyperfixated yeah. on one thing and you like – do that until you're done sometimes or you just right. do it really intensely which i guess could have its pros and cons but i see it as a really cool attribute um what got you started into some of these really cool hobbies like visiting these high points uh skydiving uh we already talked about the van life but even like magic the gathering like what what i love that and we do that together so like right. what what like sparks the interest and what is it about something like one of those cool hobbies that makes you dive into it um with with both the high points and skydiving it was like i tried it once and was like that was cool let's do let's just do that again let's let's do it again again." (laughs) like i really high points were not on my mind at all Mm -hmm. until tyler and i hiked uh king's peak which is the high point of utah um it was just brutal hike a bunch of things went wrong but it worked out and uh like i didn't even think about the fact that there were other high points in other states. Yeah. Like that was the only one well, that I knew. Well, I don't know. Maybe you've <laughs> talked about like your high point journey and other um, interviews that you've done with the podcast, but just for anybody that doesn't know or isn't aware of what we're talking about, Sam's been hitting as many high point, like highest elevation point in as many states as he can over the last year. Right. So really I'm at cool. 28 now because I've done most of the East Coast ones, um, all the Southern ones. I have Maine in Rhode Island left or no sorry Maine and New Hampshire those are the only two like on oh, the east like really northern really east yeah I just yeah. didn't quite get mm-hmm. to them up there because it was a long drive to get there um and then I have like Ohio and Indiana and then all the northern states and then all the western states which are like the mountains the tough I, ones yeah, yeah I think I have like four walk-up spots left and then the rest uh, are like full day or some of them like four day yeah or you know, like I mean, the ones on the West Coast are all like a week. You know, yeah. Alaska is three weeks. So, yeah, we'll just we'll just now it'll slow down and I'll do like a couple a year. Yeah, and just kind of knock it out slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we got sidetracked on that. Yeah, uh, your question was um, how do how do I get into these hyperfixations? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to use that that's like the negative way to look at it. Hyperfixation, I guess. <laughs> sure. But like, but it's a cool hobby, and it's something that I think is really unique to you is that you jump into these things and you do it as often as a form of like self betterment or self accomplishment. And I want to talk like circle back to like the self betterment too, because I think that's something that sure. you and I have talked about. We actually, that was my interview, was kind of a physical and right. like health and fitness kind of self improvement and 
lifestyle. Uh, that was the discussion that you and I had when right. you interviewed me. But, Episode seven or eight or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, but I but I want to like kind of deeply gaze into that with your hobbies and interests as well. Yeah, so I think the like hobby hopping that I do has always been the case since I was a kid, and mm-hmm. my parents like kind of tried to discourage that just because you know like when you're a kid it's expensive for your parents your parents buy you a guitar and then you do it for like right they legitimately like they bought me a drum set that i played maybe like 10 times (laughs) and i like begged for it for months i Uh did do like uh i played percussion for a couple years in in uh like middle school and stuff so yeah but then i never ended up playing it right um i think so that's just like naturally how i am i think it's i think it kind of stems from curiosity on things um and now i mean i think the podcast is a good example just because of like the different things that i've interviewed people on yeah um and a lot of them are things that i've actually like kind of dove into like running or like writing or um i'm trying to think of other ones now and blanking but (laughs) just a couple of different hobbies um that i think are interesting and uh i think it's like one idea that i've had that i think uh feeds into that hobby hopping is that when i was a kid it was always like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the answers were like firefighter, police officer, or for me, it was like join the army. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like those yeah. were the options. Mechanical engineer kind of got on my radar when I was like in fourth and fifth grade. Um, but that, those were the only options. And now I look at it and I think there are like so many cool, super specialized jobs that nobody even knows about, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just want to keep trying things because I love my job and I love the career that I'm in, but it's not like my calling in life that i want to do and so i'm just going to keep hobby hopping and hopefully i find something that uh, you know one thing that just sticks yeah and if not Uh, yeah hell if if not like if not you've still been doing things that you love right doing the old you know there's the old like you can do what you love for work or you can work so that you can do what you love right both are great right you know both of those options are incredible and it's great to be able to accept either one yeah i don't think i'll ever have a like a point in my life where i'll think oh no i tried too many things mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right you know, yeah. so i'll just keep trying uh-huh. them, you know i'll just keep figuring it out <laughs> that's cool what about magic the gathering okay what magic sparked gathering, that interest um i used to be way into pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, uh-huh. like just the card games not yeah the I, games. okay now that you mentioned i remember yeah. that you used to be like you told me you were, when you were young you were really into Yu-Gi-Oh. You gotta make sure you're talking to the mic. Okay, <laughs> I know. I Jesus. I we maybe we mentioned this when I was oh, we doing did. my interview. Yeah, you but look I did away. this thing. Sam and my wife Essen both tease me about it a lot because I look away when I'm finishing a thought, and then I hover back to eye contact when it's ready for <laughs> when I'm ready the for sentence, them. End of the sentence. He hovers away and then he comes <laughs> back. Um, yeah, but with Magic the Gathering, it was like I had played it once or twice in high school, but really like I had a friend named Isaac Adams and from like fifth grade to basically sophomore year, we played Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh every week. Mm-hmm. Like it was he and I would just do sleepovers and trade off at each other's house. We were close enough in Ohio, like our distance was close enough that we could actually do that because a lot of people were like 20, 30 minutes away. Yeah. So that was like a 10 minute drive for our parents. So it was easy to like trade off houses and stuff. Um, yeah. So we would just do that. And he was just really into Nintendo and Pokemon. And I liked it enough to keep doing it. Uh-huh. And then kind of just dropped off the face of the earth, you know, when, uh, when I moved to Utah and then it wasn't really like a cool thing in college. Um, but my mom gave me advice once that was um, as an adult, if you, or rather, sorry, 
if you did something as a kid and you liked it, you probably like it as an adult, <laughs> right? That's cool advice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. My mom, she rides bikes now, like as, I don't know, I'm sorry, mom, like 59, 60 years old. Like she just <laughs> rides bikes a lot because she loved riding a bike as a kid. Yeah. And it held true. And same with me. I played Pokemon like card game a lot when I was a young kid. And I love Magic the Gathering because it has a lot of those same like mechanics and, you know, it's, it's exciting uh-huh. for me. So I just keep playing it. It's fun. That's cool. I like that. Go, go go Sam's mom and go Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Smart mother. Um so in line with like the you, you know the theme that I've kind of been going with today, I wanted to jump to something like less hobby centric and sure. maybe more personal, which go is what and this is broad because you get to take the reins on how personal you want to get with this, but I'm curious what your biggest disappointment in yourself or in your life is oh and also to like you know follow that with something more positive what you're most proud of as far as your accomplishments within your life go and you can you can drop a couple like you don't have to i'm the type of person who when somebody's like what's your favorite like type of music or your favorite food i'm like i can't pick a favorite you have to do a genre you know so yeah yeah, you can drop a couple because i don't expect you to like have a number one of either of those yeah i'll give you the the ones that come to my mind first so i think as far as disappointment um i think i'm and I've I've gotten better at this over the years just because I'm aware of it, but I wish I was better at keeping up with friends, mm. right? Um, my parents once taught Institute and they, uh, which is like an LDS a religious after, it's after like a, program. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like a free religion <laughs> class that you can go attend, you know, like right. once a week. So they, yeah. they taught that once and they were teaching it on like relationships. And my dad likes this word that I love called propinquity. And it's just the strength of relationships based on distance. And oh, for me, cool. that is very strong. Mm-hmm. Like if we're next to each other or we're close to each other, we have a great relationship. But if you're on the other side of the country, if we're in different states, like it's very difficult for me to keep up. It's hard. Yeah. And um, so I think before, especially before I was like on Instagram and like I could comment on people's stuff and like Mm -hmm. interact with people a little bit more. um, I just sucked. Like I'm not friends with hardly anybody from high school, like especially not Provo high school. Like I don't really talk to any of those people or hardly people from college. Um, You know, there were close, both really close friends. I had like freshman, sophomore year that, you know, I vaguely keep up with, but even then, like those relationships have kind of faded away, sadly, Mm -hmm. Um, because there's still people that I absolutely love. We just don't talk. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think that's probably my biggest disappointment. I wish I was a little bit better about reaching out to to friends and letting them know that I care and just like, I'm there for them um, and investing in those relationships. But, you know, say lovey we're doing the best we can as far as thing you said thing i'm most proud of yeah like an accomplishment i mean we've been talking about all these hobbies you know the high points the van life your skydiving certification all these really cool accomplishments that are not just hobbies but ways that you've you know sought out to improve yourself or your life and add to your life right um those are all maybe more tangible, um, yeah. but but whether it be tangible or conceptual, you know, abstract. What are what are some things or a thing that you're most proud of that you've accomplished? In okay, here's here's my initial thought. My first thought. Um, I th- 
think every year of my life has been better than the year prior. Dude, that is awesome to hear. That makes I me think happy. that's a really good one. Like, and there are that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, there are definitely some times where it sucked. Oh <laughs> it yeah, was just terrible. Like, um, I mean, it's like a it's like a line graph. Like, no, right. no, it's not like anyone's life is is just an upward trajectory. It's right. Like, dive down to negative but when two i sit then... down at the end of the year and it's you know christmas new year's uh-huh. and i tally up and i think through the year i think damn that year was better than the one before it and i can't wait for the next year because it's gonna yeah. be better um i think that's stayed like pretty relatively true for the last probably like 10 years mm-hmm. and i am i think i'm really proud of that there are a lot of i don't know there are a lot of like goals that i have that i have yet to achieve and so i hope you know, in 10 years, I can use those as my answer for this question. But yeah. for right now, I feel like, I don't know, there aren't like too many like big milestone moments that I've had over the last eight years where it's like that, that's the one thing that I achieved that I worked my ass off for. Like, nah, eh, like there are, I worked really hard for promotions and stuff. I dropped out of school, mm-hmm. so I can't use that as a milestone. But like, <laughs> Every year still has gotten better. You regardless could. of individual. You dropped goals. out of school. It's a milestone. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge milestone. That's a good point. That was. Thank God. <laughs> the best decision ever. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the answer to that question. That's really cool. That's dude. That's not an easy accomplishment, honestly. And I think a lot of that, you know, speaks to your perspective and the reign that you have on your perspective and your approach to life, because you know people dive into the the shitty dark parts of their lives or like the month of a year and that could you know envelop the whole year so i think it's pretty cool that you're able to look at the year comprehensively and that you're able to love life even when you you know not swim through the quagmire and right yeah Yeah, like i think i that that brings up a good point because i think i do have a pretty positive outlook on my life like I look back to freshman year of college and I loved it. It was amazing. Mm. I had great friends and we played League of Legends until two in the morning, like every single night. <laughs> I was like slacklining for like an hour or two of every day. <laughs> I failed all of my classes, but life was incredible. And I look back on that and I think if I did that today, I would, it would suck. Like yeah. it would be the worst possible thing ever. I can't imagine that I'd be so depressed now, but like back then I I look at that very like fondly and I think of it as like some of the fun that I had. Yeah. Even though I could never do that today. That's just like so out of this world. Terrible. Essen and I have, have talked about, you know, the concept of like, how would your younger self feel about you? Or how would you feel about your younger self if you like sat in a room and just like converse? <laughs> right. And, and sometimes we've, we've been like, oh man, I don't think our younger selves would like us very much because we're very different from what our younger right. selves thought that we wanted to be. Right. But we love who we are, and I think you probably the same way. Like you're, you're like I don't want to be slacklining two hours a day now, but I loved that I was that then, right? And I love who I am now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think my younger self uh, would think, "Who's this asshole? <laughs> you know? Who's this corporate douche? <laughs> you know, sellout? Yeah, what a sellout! What a sellout living in his van! Yeah, this this granola poser who lives in a van, but he still has a corporate job. What a loser! Yeah, that's that's probably what I'd say. Um, yeah, actually, one thing that I haven't even mentioned, and I don't know if you've like talked about it. I think we talked about it in our interview that you and I did. 
but the is it seventy hard? Seventy and hard? Seventy five hard. Seventy five hard. Yeah. Is something and then that, goes soft. And then goes soft. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that Sam and I well, when Sam and I were living together, Sam initially did it for the first time. And I don't know, maybe you can explain that a little bit for people that don't know what it is, but uh, I thought it was really cool and I, you know, engaged in it from a distance. We'd go on walks together right. frequently because it was of the walks. middle of COVID and it was winter and there's not a lot to do, but I grew to love going on walks, especially with Sam because of that. And I thought that, that was a really cool thing. And that was a good example of Sam diving into something that's a hobby, but also self-betterment at the same time. Right. And I, uh, that actually, 75 hard definitely changed my life. Like it was huge for me at the moment, I guess to back up 75 hard basically is like meant to be difficult. So there are a list of tasks that you have to complete every day. Um, like you have to have a diet, you have to read 10 pages in like a hardcover self improvement, like a nonfiction book every day. You have to do two workouts, 45 minutes long each, and you have to drink a gallon of water every day. Um, you have to take a progress picture every day, which is actually surprisingly difficult because it's so small and it's easy to forget, which is oh, why yeah. it's like legit. Like he explains it. He's like, the progress picture is super important because you will change. And so it'll be cool to see like the progression, but also it's easy to forget mm-hmm. and we want to make it difficult. So we're going to give you something that's just like so minute and easy to forget. Um, so I did all those things. I did it for 75 days. I completed the challenge. And the only thing that really came out of it was, uh, I drink a gallon of water every day still. <laughs> so I got all those things like, um, but I use that rubric like in my daily life. I have a list mm-hmm. of things that I try to accomplish every single day and it's always the same. Yeah. And, whether that be meditation or working out or drinking a gallon of water, like I have, a, I legitimately have on my phone a list of things that I try to accomplish every single day that are along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, that was like two and a half years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. That yeah. was that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> different people, different time. Still the same love. <laughs> yeah, just so you know everybody we're sitting here naked just uh the sexual just, tension is unreal for Brandon just and I. butt ass naked yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Love except it. for my crocs the crocs stay on the crocs <laughs> it's a kink that i have <laughs> it's very specific love a croc daddy you know <laughs> gator daddy <laughs> gator daddy <laughs> okay does, does that answer that question yeah okay yeah cool. it does um I mean, we are whipping these out. We we are whipping we're cruising. We're, we're whipping these plural out <laughs> back to the back to our wardrobe. Um, I just man, I I thought about ending this with a conversation on love, and I don't know how much time we have left. I I, I just it dawned on me that I originally had intended to discuss love, not necessarily romantic, but just love in general. Like, right? Um, you and I originally we were going to talk about religion. When you first yeah. interviewed me, and then we kind of shifted gears. Um, we also have a lost episode. We still have that fun. episode. Yeah. I still have a recorded episode um, of us. Like, well, from, from well, in my thoughts on on my religious approach and lifestyle, I have, have even changed since then. Um, but I feel like you know, love encompasses like you and Kevin talked about healthy sexuality. There's that, right. and that may or may not even be like fully romantic. But then there's you know, great friendships like you and I have, like. The the person I love the most, my wife, Essen, knows how much I value my walks with Sam because I feel so much love from you, and I hope that you feel that for me, too, oh, when, we, when we walk together. 
Um, tell oh, me, yeah. tell me your thoughts on love, Sam. Just, just give the people oh, some thoughts on love. It can oh, be, goodness. you know, it can be spiritual, religious. It can be romantic, platonic. I want to know. Uh, that's a big question. Um, <clears throat> I think, um, I had a friend say once that, uh, there, people make the mistake of thinking that their love is, is, uh, finite, right? That they can only yeah. love one person and uh -huh. they have to love that one person. Um, that's not true. Like your love is infinite. You can love many people and for different people that looks differently mm -hmm. um which i think you know helps explain a lot of people in their like polyamorous lifestyle which was actually what she was she was talking about polyamory yeah. in a sense um but i i think that definitely applies to just friendships and family and friends and um i i think it's important to recognize like you can love everyone infinitely and there may be some people that you prioritize more and love more absolutely like mm -hmm. you should love your wife more than you love me Braden. <laughs> i know how much you love me but right that's something you yeah, gotta you course. gotta work on that you know um but i think uh that that doesn't mean that there's not room for other people and i think that doesn't that doesn't mean that there's not room for a little bit of love for people that you don't know right yeah. if your love is infinite then what's what's the harm of showing love to someone that you don't know at all right mm -hmm. you're not wasting your love on that person you're just spending a little bit of your infinite love on them yeah that's really cool that's really beautiful i i don't know who originally said it or if it's like attributed to anybody but i've always liked the notion or the you know the quote that goes something along the lines of you can tell the kind of person this kind of person somebody is based on how they treat those that have nothing to offer them right that they have nothing to gain from right so i think that's really cool to apply that that infinite love to the people that don't really have anything to offer us like maybe it's just somebody right. we're passing by one day in our entire life yeah just going around collecting smiles yeah that's all you're doing did i ever tell you about the monk whose purpose was to make people smile that i met on no. a subway in taiwan what he no, sang to magical. Me, he sang to me a song. <laughs> is he real? Did he just? He was real. No. He, <laughs> oh my gosh. He winked at me, snapped, and he disappeared. <laughs> he disappeared. No, he was oh. real. Full. Like he, I think he was a, originally, or maybe even still at the time, like a Buddhist monk, right. and he had a card, like a business card, and he handed it to people, handed one to me. The border was little smiley faces and a picture of him smiling. He told me his purpose was to make people smile. His purpose in life, he sang me a song. I still remember in which he blessed me to be happy and healthy, and then we left the encounter. That's he was amazing. Awesome. I love that. I love man. that. He was a and he's making you smile now. He was a beautiful, fully accomplished person, and I just really admire him. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I think there's nothing wrong with making a random person smile, and yeah. I think that's that's uh, more fun than any alternative. <laughs> Might as well, you know, right. We're all just trying to figure th shit out, you know? Yeah. Those would be my thoughts on love. Beautiful. Any follow-up questions, Mr. No. Interviewer? Mr. Van Man? No. Wow, Mr. Van Man. Whoa. Oh, Mr. Van Man Mr. is my father. father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the van guy. <laughs> <laughs> the bro dude. No, it's it's been really cool to, to interview you and... I, I don't know if you or other people gathered this, but my objective and intent with this almost themeless approach to the interview today was to help people better understand a glimpse of who you are. And I think we accomplished that, and I hope so. I love Sam a lot. I think he's an incredible person who shares 
infinite potential for love with everybody in his life and I hope you all feel that through his podcast. Can't wait to link this episode of my Hinge profile. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Love. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Love. So so many likes. I can't wait. (laughs) Amazing. Well, that's that's all I had for you today, Sam. Well, thanks. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Braden. Yeah.